Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth-building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought-provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Sheff. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. It's that time again. It's Friday morning. If you're just rolling on bed, the first thing you're doing to start your day is listening to the Cashflow Guys podcast. Now, I realize that's probably, that couldn't be farther from the truth, that you're out probably doing other things. You're out for a run, you're out for a jog, maybe you're riding your bike, you're driving to work, you're stuck in traffic. No matter what it is, I appreciate you taking the time to come out and learn to earn with me today. For those of you that don't know me, this is your first time tuning in. My name is Tyler Chef. I am the host of the Cashflow Guys podcast, and I've got one of my repeat guests today. And I got to tell you, no, I'm a big believer in stats, and I like to keep an eye on who's listening to what and where you guys are listening to me. And, and I like feedback from the show. And I'll start this by saying, if you like the show, you come back and listen more than once, please head over to iTunes or Google Play or whatever service that you're using and give us a rate and review. I really appreciate that. And that helps us attract uh guests and whatnot that want to be on the show. But today is, ladies and gentlemen, your favorite guest. I can tell you, you know, why I know that out of 60 some episodes, been doing this for over a year now, my number one episode of all time has been with Paige Panzarello, my partner in the note business. Paige is with us right now. Paige, you there? <laughs> I am, Tyler. Thank you, you see, so much. You're blushing. I can tell you're blushing. I am. You know, I am. Good, thank you. Good <laughs> we're not on video because you'd probably have like a napkin over the over the camera right now. But uh, <laughs> seriously, my number one episode of all time that's well over a thousand downloads more than any other episode is the one with you, Paige. And I think that's because of the value that you bring to the table. And uh, well. episode, I think number the, you're also number three and number seven of 60 some episodes. So well done, because it certainly isn't me. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that, Tyler. And I appreciate everybody listening to that. Um, I'm humbled and, and honored. Uh, to have that stat. That's amazing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. I got to say, because, you know, sometimes folks, it's, it's like the, the note business, it, it, it's tough to make it exciting because it's profitable. Yes, but it's kind of like watching paint dry. It's uh, a, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there's a well, lot of detail work involved in note investing. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why I'm over on this side of the coast. I'm kind of like on the East coast. I'm in the rear with the gear Paige is doing the hard work over in California. She's managing the acquisitions team and the due diligence and all that. And my job basically is to go out and find the money that we can use to go out and acquire more notes. Which is why we're here today. You know, Paige, when we're out talking to people, you and I, we, we sometimes we do the calls individually and folks, and sometimes we do them together depending on mm -hmm. uh, what needs to be covered. Mm -hmm. And we've had an overwhelming response of people that have had a lot of questions, and we've been able, to, I think, to do a pretty good job of getting those questions answered. So today we're going to talk sure. about some of the questions that, we've, that we come up with most commonly to kind of help people mm -hmm. as kind of rule and a guide. But before I jump into that... I want to go ahead and let you guys know about our new text opt-in service. Now, if you have 
you want to learn more about notes, you want to maybe take your note investing to the next level, we're going to give you the opportunity here in just a second to opt into our mailing list that's going to be specific to notes. In other words, if you opt, choose to opt in, we're going to set up a little email mini course that's going to help you learn more about notes and it's going to be delivered to you via email. It'll just be a series of emails that comes over to help you learn more about notes. Uh, Paige and I are going to do this together as a joint effort and uh, we will send this over to you uh, probably within the next 30 days that'll kick off. But in the meantime, go ahead and opt in and uh, get yourself on that list. And how it basically works is you're going to text the word notes. That's plural. N-O-T-E-S. N-O-T-E-S. You're going to text that to 314-665-1767. Again, you're going to text the word notes. That's the word note, but plural. Notes. N-O-T-E-S. To 314. That's area code 314-665-1767. That will also be in the show notes. And how that basically works is you send the word notes over to that number. It's going to instantly reply back to you saying, please enter your email address and you enter your email address and it will confirm you uh, on our list. And then you'll be able to get those uh, that email course delivered to you. We'll probably do it weekly or something like that. There you have it. So, well, they're Cashflow Chick and that's the name of CashflowChick.com is, is Paige's website that we use uh, to market Paige. And uh, so some people want to reach out directly to Paige when they just don't want to talk to me. Which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tyler, they always want to talk to you. Come of on. Of course, but you are the expert on the notes thing. I got to say, is you are the expert on it. So in some cases, they they should want to reach out to you. But so, guys, if you want to get involved in that course, and it's absolutely free of charge. Like I said, it's free of charge, delivered by email. Text notes n o t e s two three one four six six five one seven six seven. Moving on, page. You know, I hear this yes. a lot, and the number one question we get. Because a lot of people are paying attention. We got a new president. We have, we have new people mm-hmm. in Washington. There's a lot of uncertainty. Some people think it's a great thing. Other people think it's a terrible sure. thing. We're not going to talk about that because we're not political to begin with. But we're capitalists. There's no political party for capitalism. Uh, it's all about <laughs> shut up and pay us. But the uh, what if the market crashes? Now, if the market crashes, the housing market, that is, the stock market crashes, and things go haywire again, and I got my money sure. wrapped in the notes. What does that mean for me? Am I out? Of, am I done? Am I screwed? What's the deal? You know, and that's a great question. And everybody should be concerned about that because you know we all work hard for our money, and we want to make sure that it's invested in in as safe a vehicle as we possibly can put it in. And so, you know, with the market being as volatile as it sometimes gets, Tyler, as we all know, there's corrections. It's very cyclical. So, you know, every seven to ten years, the real estate market has a correction. And so, in the note space, it's a little bit different in that because we already buy it with found appreciation and. In other words, we buy the debt that is collateralized by a house that even if it dips, if the market crashes, because we buy it at such a discount, we're probably going to, at worst case scenario, break even. Now, here's the interesting part. If we have a note that, that the market crashes, and let's say that it's a vacant property. Okay, let's say that the borrower is no longer there and we foreclose on the property and we take that property as REO. Now, understand that because we have paid for that note and now turned into REO at such a discount, even if the market crashes, which it's never historically done in a six-month period of time at 50%, but let's say it does. 
okay, well, now we're at a break-even point. But have we actually lost the house? No, no. absolutely not. Right? So we can do so many different things. If we need to, we can put a tenant in there for a couple of years and wait until the market corrects. And now we're cash flowing, right? We can. uh, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So there's so many different options that are at our at our disposal when we're in the note space versus other opportunities. And if a market crashes, because we have diversification and, and different avenues that we can take with the note or with the house, we're pretty much protected. Exactly. And I got to tell you, you know, here's the other, here's the second part of that, that you, you touched on, but I'm going to expand on it because it's my favorite topic, the cash flow. Sure. You take that property, you put a tenant in there, but, and you think, well, rents are going to be down because the market's crashed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got news for you. When the market crashes and people have to start moving out of their houses because they can't pay their bills anymore, what that mm-hmm. does is that creates a shortage of available rental properties in the market. And when the market sure. does not have much inventory in the sake of rentals now, what do you think happens to those of us that do have vacancy? We no longer have vacancy. And when we no longer have vacancy, it is going to inflate our rent prices. When the rent prices go up, well, we're sitting pretty. Now, sure. that asset that let's, say that, let's say that it did get down to 50%, which we all know is it, that's going to be tough to really get that, that low. But let's say it did. Well, to an investor, that property has a much better value because... An investor, a cash flow investor, is not going to value that property based on comparable sales. The investor is going to look at it using the income method because to a cash flow investor, the income method is all that matters. I could care less what the property appraises for. It doesn't matter to me. Like I say on previous episodes, you've heard mm-hmm. me say, I'll give you a million dollars for your two-bedroom, one-bath house as long as I can pay you 100 bucks a month until paid because all go. I care about is my holding costs. That's all I really care about. So that turns into a cash cow. I frankly hope it happens. And here's another option, too, Tyler. If, um, you know, also on the cash flow side of things, we have the option in as the REO, as the bank, um, and holding that, that property, we can put an end user in there. So we can actually be the bank for another borrower, too. So those that are actually seeking homeownership, um, you know, if they don't want to go the rental route, we can also cash flow that property by being their bank. And and they become our borrower and putting an end user in. So that's something that is another option that's available to us, um, you know, where we have that opportunity to create a win-win for somebody who might be down and out, who has lost their home uh, because of a market crash. And now we're in a position to, to kind of give them that confidence back to go back into, into owning a property. And, um, you know, that's always very, very gratifying. Exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, folks, here's the deal. And I don't understand why this happened in 2008. I mean, there was, I'm sure there were several factors, but the one time that you don't sell is during a downturn in the, in the, in the economy, a downturn in the market. Don't sell during that. You have it. This is the beauty is that we're in these properties. So right, I guess I'll say, quote unquote, right, mm-hmm. that we don't have to sell. We don't have to do anything. We can right. just sit tight and wait things out. Now, in the crash, people lost their properties when they walked away from them. Well, we're not walking mm-hmm. away, guys. We're going we're gonna to lease it up. We've got all kinds of options because we've done our homework up front, and that's what makes investing in notes so powerful. There's so many different solutions that we have at our fingertips, where in other types of exit strategies, 
all these different options are not available to us because it's a whole different exactly. world. So I, I'm glad that question comes up a lot. And, and that's why I wanted to address that number one in this episode. Boy, you know, you hope as a note investor that the market crashes. Absolutely hope for it. Um, hate to be the the, uh, the Dr. Doom there, but at the end of the day, it's only thumbs up for us. <laughs> it really is. Well, so. it gives us a certain positive, absolutely, Tyler. I mean, we certainly don't want to wish anybody out of their home. Um, as a matter of fact, we take we always take the stance that we try very hard to work with our borrowers and keep them in their home. But it does position us very well if that does happen, if there is a crash or an economic downturn. We're certainly in a much better position in terms of, of um, our safety and, and our collateralization with the property because we've paid cash. We're not, you know, the, we, we own it. It's outright. So there's, we don't have to worry about our own monthly payments, right? Exactly. Um, so, so it really positions us well. And again, because we've paid for cash at a discount, we already have found appreciation where we didn't really need to do anything. We, we just we bought it right. And so that, that's what gives us the flexibility and such a great position in the market, even in, in a really, really down market. Exactly, exactly. And now along those lines, Paige, we also get this question, and this one also makes a lot of sense. What mm -hmm. if the place is trashed inside? Now, granted, ladies and gentlemen, before I even go into the answer that Paige is going to give us on that, we do our <laughs> due diligence to do the best we can to make sure that the market or that the property, the asset is in decent condition. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we've got boots on the ground in the markets that we're investing. We put different types of people out there, real estate agents and different types of vendors that go out and verify that things are like we assume they are. And, and there are some cases that we find out that things may not, things may have changed. Sometimes things can change very rapidly as, as quickly as overnight. That said, let's talk about that, cir that circumstance. The place is trashed. Now what do we do? Sure. Well, um, there, you know, there's a, a variety of different options, Tyler. It, it, everybody is fearful um, that owns any kind of real estate, to be honest, uh, that, that somebody is going to trash your property. Now, of course, we've got insurance that's going to be in place. Um, whenever we buy a note, we, we automatically, that's one of the first things that we do is we put insurance in place. Um, if, if it's not a, an insurance-covered item, again, because we've bought these notes at a discount, um, if we do, in fact, take possession of the property, as REO, either via deed in lieu or for, for, from foreclosure, and it's trashed inside, we have, you know, we can sell it to a fix and flipper. We can choose to rehab it ourselves. We can, um, you know, there's so many different things that we can do. We can sell it to an end user that want, you know, at a discount and still make a profit. Um, so, so there's... Being trashed inside, uh, you know, fix and flippers will often say, we hear the sound cha-ching when that happens. And, and so do we as note holders because we can, we, you know, reasonably sell that property to a fix and flipper that's going to make the property beautiful again and, and put an end user in it. And we all win. We all make some profit and we all win. Um, so, again, you know, with notes, there's a lot of flexibility in terms of exit strategy, no matter what the condition of the property inside. And... For me, because I, in our specific circle, as you know, Tyler, if our houses are trashed inside, um, because of my background in construction, we're not afraid to be able to take that on and, and rehab it and put an end user in there and cash flow it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That's a great answer. And, you're, you know, you couldn't be more dead on. And, hey, you know, things happen. And the bottom line is, folks, is it's 
how you deal with the problem is going to dictate whether or not getting you know doing such an investment makes sense. And if you don't have the tools or the the resources to take action, if when not if but when things don't go exactly as planned, because you know life's going to throw you some monkey wrenches as an investor. If you're out there thinking that you're not going to lose money or, or you're somehow uh, immune or bulletproof from things happening that are beyond your control, I'm here to tell you, you're going to get a, what they call a, a seminar. <laughs> things will happen but that's why you take the steps to align yourself with people that have the experience and have the answer so when things go awry which they will number one that team that you have in place whether it be us or somebody else has the skills to first not panic and second come up with a solution that makes sense for everybody involved and that's a lot of the value that we Paige and I and our, our our team brings to the table is that don't worry about it we've got it on you pay us to worry I had an attorney tell me that once and it's it's true people <laughs> it's so true <laughs> yeah you invest with us because we're the ones that are going to if we're worried then you should be worried but we're not going to be worried because we have things under control we have the teams in place to mitigate issues when they come up they're going to come up. That's a, that's just a fact of life. But know that we have the solutions, the the people in place, the staff to overcome these issues. So, speaking of staff, okay. Now I, you hear guys hear me sometimes. There I talk about there are some real estate agents out there that let's just say are not of top quality. And there are sometimes <laughs> there. I can say this, folks. I am a licensed agent. Um, I can, you know, I, I'm speaking from experience here. There are sometimes some challenges out there that we find with real estate agents, as we would in any profession. But sure. people ask, "What if the agent, the realtor, realtor is wrong on the value?" Let's say they give us a BPO, which stands for Broker Price Opinion, and they're incorrect. Now what? Well, again, that's a great question. And honestly, Tyler, when you know we have talked in the past, even on this podcast, um, about due diligence, due diligence, due diligence, and we don't rely on just one person's opinion. That's why we, you know, we imply and we use more than one metric. Um, so we check, check, double check, and triple check. Um, so you know, we are very confident when we know when we go into the purchase of a note um, exactly what that value is, literally within you know a couple thousand dollars either way. And we always err on the on the side of caution. So if a, if a realtor tells us it's worth eighty thousand dollars as a fair market value, for instance, we'll put into into our program you know, seventy five to seventy eight thousand dollars. And if the numbers work there, then they're going to work at eighty thousand. So um, you know, we have different metrics that 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 we use and put in place in our systems to make sure that that we know exactly um, you know how much that that property is worth. That's collateralizing our our investment. Exactly. You never you know trust but verify, right, Paige? Trust yeah, but verify, and uh, you know absolutely. we do. There's some cases where absolutely. I do, I do the comps, and yeah, I'm a dirty bottom feeder realtor myself, and sometimes I pull comps <laughs> on properties <laughs> if they're in our purview. If they're in the state of Florida, then uh, Paige sends them over to me, and I look those up through my system to get those get exactly. those values, and and uh, we go from there. But now I'm um, uh, as I get busier, we got other people doing it. But go ahead. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, uh, Tyler, but here's another thing. Okay, so, you know, you and I have, have really been hammer we hammer our, ourselves and our teams on being very consistent and utilizing the systems in place. But let's say somebody goes into a note purchase, and, and let's say the worst happens and they do overpay for a note, okay? Let's say that, they, that, that the value is considerably lower on that property um, than, than the, the note um, that they paid for. So what happens if that if they do overpay. Let's look at it. Right. If they overpay for a note and they go into and they do end up with the property as an REO, let's say, okay? Again, let's go back to it. We've paid cash. So, can we put a tenant in there to maybe generate some income to offset some of that, you know, overpayment? Absolutely. Of course. Of course. So even if you do something as, as dastardly as overpaying for a note, there are ways that you can recoup those funds. Yes, millions of ways. It just It's never ending the difference. Yes. That's the cool thing exactly. about it is, you know, you're so unencumbered by all of the, the, the usualness of, of, of having property. In other words, you've got so many different options at your disposal. Yes. It's almost, it's crazy. Very, it very interesting. And, and we say banks are banks for a reason. Banks yeah. are banks for a reason. <laughs> That's why we enjoy becoming the bank. Exactly. Exactly. But we don't have those crazy addendums, do we, Paige, that when we have a REO, we don't make you people sign all those ridiculous addendums. Yeah. <laughs> Where you give away your unborn children? No. Exactly. Yeah. If, if Paige or I do anything ever, ever, somehow you're going to pay for that. <laughs> sign here. <laughs> With a bank, be scared. We're coming to get you. <laughs> So, yeah, no, no, no. All right. So another one. Okay. And again, valid questions. Fire blizzard. Mm -hmm. The roof collapses. There's a landslide. If you're out in California, the hurricane comes. If you're in Florida or Mississippi or Alabama or Louisiana, mm -hmm. blows the house down, floods the house. Now, what do we do? We get a lot. Well, again, in notes, it's of understand we're in we are the bank. In notes, we buy the debt. We are collateralized by the house. Okay? Understand that. There's a very unique distinction, I should say. Because we are the bank, we require, and, and ourselves and anybody who buys a house, uh, that insurance is in place, right? So if the property doesn't have insurance, we as, as the note holder, when we buy the note, we make sure that the insurance is in place. If there isn't any in place, then we buy it, and we for, it's called forced place insurance. We actually put insurance on the property, and we insure it for the amount that we anticipate is, is going to be the cost to rebuild or, and or our profit, okay? Um, so that's how much we insure it for. Now, if... Weather happens, earthquake, fire, tornado, hurricane, any, uh, the, the earth opens up and swallows the house whole. Guess who gets paid first? Cha-ching. The bank. That's us. <laughs> so in our situation, we take that insurance check and we smile all the way to the bank. Now, it's compounded because now we have gotten our, our investment back plus our profit very likely and if the borrower has walked away from the property now, you know, because it's been destroyed, sad to say, but if we take that property back as REO, could we also sell the lot? Of course we could. Of course. 
And so we make a little bit more money there. So we are in a very unique situation being the bank, being the note holder, as opposed to the homeowner. Because as the homeowner, yes, you have insurance, right? Right. But you have to pay the bank first before you get any money. Exactly. And that's, that's how this works. Exactly. So, again, whatever you throw at us, I can tell you there's a workaround that keeps us <laughs> protected. Now, Paige, the next question that we get quite often, and, uh, and if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and, and take this one, and then you can follow up uh, with it if, if I leave anything out, is does it make sense mm-hmm. to borrow money to buy notes? And, you know, I use this ah. answer a lot, and, and a lot of people ask me this, and I get the same answer. Sometimes they roll their eyes because they really want me to give them a direct answer, but I really can't. <laughs> In this case, it, it does really depend. And the best right. advice I can tell you is what I learned from the Real Estate Guys radio show. They say, and I believe it's uh, Robert Helms that says, you do the math, and the math will tell you what to do. And that's, that's exactly mm-hmm. the answer here is you have exactly. to do the math. You have to weigh the cost of, of, of borrowing the money against the return that you hope to get. So when these things, when this question comes up, if you're going to leverage to invest, we do that when we get a mortgage mm-hmm. on a property. And when we mm-hmm. do the due diligence and on, our, on a property that we buy, one of the things we factor is the debt's going to cost us X amount per month and the rent's going to be this much and we're going to get this much debt. And the expenses sure. are going to be this much and whatever's left over, we got to be okay with that number. So just do that math. And if you have difficulty doing that math, maybe getting with your CPA, because if you listen to my show, you don't do your own taxes because that doesn't make sense. When there are people that are smarter than us that are called CPAs right. that will do our taxes, we call our tax professional and say, hey, Mr. CPA or Mrs. CPA, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Does this make good financial sense? What is my tax obligation here? And, and whatnot. And if you have questions regarding structure or how to borrow the money, then you reach out to your attorney and have a good, good, solid conversation with them and let them give you advice based on your individual situation. And you want to add sure. to that page? I do. Um, you know, with note investing, again, it's not like you can walk into a bank and, and take out a loan and say, I want to invest in notes. That's not going to happen. But if you do have an asset that you could leverage, meaning your house or, you know, something that you're looking to do, uh, your, your retirement plan, however you want to tee that up, it's, it's, you know, something that you can look into. But you can't go into a conventional bank and say, I want to borrow some money so I can go buy notes. Um, you have to have other things at your disposal to, to utilize. Now, again, like Tyler said, you know, that being said, make sure that you do the math. Make sure that the numbers make sense. Make sure that you don't over leverage yourself. We certainly don't want to put yourself, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where now, where now you're underwater and you're at risk. So always, you know, always take the time, always do your homework, always talk to your professionals that are around you. Um, that's, that's hugely important. Um, but that also being said, you know, this is also the pers- perfect vehicle. Notes are the perfect vehicle for 401ks, for self-directed IRAs, uh, for savings account, you know, funds. Uh, it really, it, we've, we've had such a tremendous success, and, and people have been finding that, it, that it's great uh, to utilize their retirement funds uh, toward buying notes. And, and yeah, it's either a loan or a JV. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, yeah. I hope you found that <laughs> valuable. Now, Paige, um, I just want to throw out there, if you guys want to reach out to Paige and you have questions for her, you want to get on a, a call and ask about maybe taking things to the next level and you decide maybe note investing might make sense for your portfolio, then you can reach out to Paige through her website at uh, cashflowchick.com. 
And Paige, mm-hmm. you got that up that w- website up and running, and I know that because my phone's been ringing off the hook when we get in our calls. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um, you know, again, like Tyler said, uh, we also just so you know, we have a note class that's coming up. Uh, in Simi Valley, California. So those of you that are interested, it's March 25th and 26th. Um, so if you go to my website, uh, cashflowcheck.com, you will see the, it under the events tab. You can click the button to, to take a look and register if you so choose. Um, it's going to be two full days of just packed information. Um, your head will be aching, but you'll be excited when you leave. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you there. Also, um, Tyler, we were going to mention something, and, and Jeremy, I wanted to give a shout-out to you um, to thank you. We, we're listening, okay? I just wanted to let you know we're listening. And, Tyler, why don't you take it away in terms of what we're in the process of developing? What are we in the process of developing? we got so much going on, I sometimes I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you mentioned earlier in in the broadcast that you know we're we're in the the process of developing uh, some educational programs and platforms, and to to opt into the tech. So, do you want to give a refresher on that? Yes, actually, I do. The See, tech number. People say you guys you guys uh, rehearse these episodes, and there's your answer. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we're, we're not running off the script, guys. This is this is, what you see is what you get right here. Uh, but no, we're, we're, we're doing a, a short, like a mini course, a micro course, a crash right. course on note investing. And it's available by email. And if you text the word no to the following phone number, that's 314, here we go, 314-665-1767. That's the word notes in plural, N-O-T-E-S to 314-665-1767. What happens next when you do that? is you'll immediately get a text back saying, please enter your email address. When you do, that will subscribe you to our email list. Now, that list will be used for the mini course, and you'll get a series of emails delivered over several weeks that will give you um, actionable tips and different things that that we're going to kind of cover a a general overview of the note-buying process. I know you've probably listened to the podcast, and we'll basically summarize over a series of emails. And then at the, at the end, you'll have the option to opt in to additional free training and things like that that we have available and additional offerings as they come. So take advantage of that. It is there for your benefit. We don't want to spam you. We're not going to send you a bunch of garbage and uh, no guru courses or none of that good stuff. It's all good information exactly. <laughs> uh, provided by Paige and I, and uh, we hope you enjoy that. So lastly, as a reminder, make sure you head on over to cashflowchick.com if you want to learn more about what Paige is doing or possibly go to her note investing class in person, then by all means, head over to cashflowcheck.com and take advantage of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to spend it with us. And of course, if you have any other questions you want to get with me directly, you're interested in coaching or anything like that, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler, A-S-K Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. If you are directly interested in the coaching program, you've heard enough, you're ready to come aboard. You want to take your investing to the next level and you want to think about getting in my coaching program, then head over to cashflowguys.com forward slash coach. There's a little uh, type form there. You'll listen to the videos. It'll kind of ask you some questions. Take the time to answer the questions. Honestly, Um, I'm taking the coaching that I do very seriously. This is not some sort of a real estate is not a get rich quick. The information we put out there, I put a lot of time and effort into, into building out my coaching program. And uh, I just ask that you be forthright and give the answers to the questions there. And we'll 
that will come over to me. I will review that personally, and then we'll, I'll reach out to you and schedule a time that makes sense where we can talk about uh, if you qualify for that program. So thank you very much, and have a great day. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.